we're back for the second year in a row. Welcome once again. This is the Mike, Mike, and Oscar episode, our Halloween tradition that we started last year. We are bringing you our second annual Halloween award shows that we lovingly call The Scaries. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also Mike. Also Mike here. This is a fun event for us. Mm. Because we cover horror movies throughout the year. I mean, you and me, we love the genre. If horror geeks, yeah, for we, sure. If we do see a horror movie, even if it's not an Oscars film, we rush to the theaters to go see it. It has a special place in our hearts, And yeah. we really enjoy those episodes. Like, I think we put some of the most work we do <laughs> into those episodes, for, whether it's Midsommar, whether it's us, yeah. uh, like we did this year. I mean, Joker was a really cool rewatch because we did the Joker character study around the Joaquin Phoenix movie. Last year, we did the Halloween franchise and it might still be our mountaintop, yeah, it's, Michael. It's the greatest thing we've ever done, and it's uh, just a uh, it's cathartic because we've both seen those movies a jillion times a piece. Yeah. So we finally got to talk about them. But uh, I know I've been going back and listening to those. I think you have too, and some mm-hmm. of our listeners have gone back and listened to those rewatch episodes. If you haven't had the chance to, there's a playlist for those as well as everything else we've done in the horror playlist world that we put together for you guys on our uh, I almost called it Spotify on our SoundCloud channel, uh, SoundCloud.com backslash Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Go check that out for sure. We're on Spotify, too. I just don't know how to make playlists on that. Yeah, yeah. We're on a lot of things that I'm not, like, overly familiar with. That's not true, though. (laughs) I know how to make my own playlist. What if I made my own playlist of our stuff on Spotify... I would out my real handle, I guess. I don't think I've ever actually used Spotify, so it could just be a fictitious thing that everyone's, again, joking with me about, just like the whatever film festival we talk about all the time. Middleburg. Middleburg, yeah, you not a real place. Middleburg's a real place. It's you like Haddonfield. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Same wavelength there. Uh, Mike, we had some genres covered last year for the first scaries. What are we doing this year for this scaries? So we're going to associate this episode with all the horror. That's hashtag all the horror at all the horror 18. Yes. And for them, we did an episode that was promoting Zombieland Double Tap, and we covered the hell out of the the zombie apocalypse. We asked all of our friends at All the Horror of this great event, 31 days of podcasts, articles, editorials, artwork. Guys, you know, go for that hashtag, click that Twitter handle, click on their website off of the Twitter bio there, Mm. and check out all the great work everybody did. It's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did some great work for our episode, too. The clip show, they described to us how they would spend their zombie apocalypse, then we slash heckled, slash... (laughs) Analyzed. analyzed. We'll call it analyzed. We'll call it analyzed. We had a lot of fun, you know, commenting on all of their zombie apocalypse plans. And they were so, like, blunt with some of them, too. I appreciate the people <laughs> that just took it most honestly. and like, yeah, I'd, I'd just turn into a zombie. That'd well, be it. Yeah. We would die very quickly, right. but... <laughs> They would do this thing or that thing. Self-assessment yeah. is a very important th- attribute to have in life. So, long story longer, zombies are the centerpiece, centerpiece to this episode. And then I was going to dive into another huge genre mm-hmm. or subgenre of horror, and it was too much work. And it was too. <laughs> and I, I felt like it wasn't the time. Like we did, we're going to do so much on zombies here that I think we're just going to do some goofy questions on a few more subgenres in the horror Good. landscape. 
So serial killer movies, because we did the Joker character study, and that wound up being basically a serial killer origin story. <laughs> yes. And then because we covered Annabelle uh, Comes Home this year, It Chapter 2, Pet Cemetery, Suspiria, those are hauntings of biblical proportions. So okay. So we're going to discuss some possession movies at the end of this. We're thing. dabbling. Yeah, I like that. And uh, the genre is just a, a gift that keeps on giving anyway. So yes. we're on no shortage of, uh, of content to, to turn over and gloss over and hand out awards too because that's what we do here on Mike, Mike, and Oscar. The, In quotes, the, <laughs> Maybe the most serious award show that we'll cover this year <laughs> is these Scaries Awards. Uh, but let's get into it. The 2019 Scaries Awards, Michael. Uh, what is our first category? Yeah, we're going to start off with the current horror movie awards, so mm-hmm. the contemporary horror movies like we did last year. So, Mike, I ask you, what is your most anticipated horror movie for the rest of 2019 or the first quarter of 2020? That old category. We have Doctor Sleep coming out next week yeah. on the 15th. We have In Fabric, the movie about a haunted dress. <laughs> on <laughs> The same day as Marriage Story. So what are you going to watch on December 6th? You're going to watch crying first and then go to see the dress movie and either die laughing or be horrified. I hope so. We have Black Christmas, the Blumhouse remake Mm. coming out on the 13th of December. Then in January, we got a ton of horror movies. We got The Grudge coming out on the 3rd. You just reviewed that trailer on MMO Weekly that came out Tuesday. Underwater, the Kristen Stewart movie where she's underwater and gets attacked by... She's Ripley. Yeah, Yeah. she's Ripley to a giant alien fish. That... (laughs) Then there's the turning with uh, Spider-Hands. Unbelievable. I can't believe you had the audacity to include that in this. On uh, the 24th, and I'm kind of interested because the Spider-Hands, have you ever seen those Booga Booga hands before? Yeah, uh, yes. In a, in a lot of possession movies. Okay, well, the turning comes out on the 24th. Gretel and Hansel comes out on the 31st. Mm-hmm. That actually looks promising. It doesn't look bad. That was creepy looking. The Lodge is out on the 7th of February, and A Quiet Place 2 comes out on March 20th. Yeah, so if we're taking this from an Oscars perspective like we do obviously the answer probably has to be A Quiet Place 2 but I'm not going to answer that I'll say this about the upcoming horror slate a lot of movies have kind of turned around for me from what I've seen from them I wasn't excited about Doctor Sleep and all we've heard is like glowing things about it and how it ties into Stephen King book with being a true sequel to the Jack Nicholson movie I wasn't excited about Black Christmas but the first trailer we got looked actually intriguing and it's kind of a different take and not the same remake that we saw in like 2006 which was just just abhorrent. <laughs> yeah, you're not happy about that. I never seen Was it. not. Uh, the Grudge. Again, not excited about The Grudge. We just reviewed the trailer. It doesn't look terrible. Um, it looks scary. The Turning. Not excited about The Turning. <laughs> not going to be my answer for this. I guess the plot of The Turning in it last MMOW right. yeah. two MMOWs ago. I think you have that one pretty well figured I out. I do. I am very, very excited for The Lodge. I think they've moved the release date around a couple times, though, which kind of worries me. Yeah. I'm excited for a couple reasons. The premise looks interesting. Alicia Silverstone is one of the first names listed on the IMDb page, yet she's nowhere to be found in the trailer. So I'm wondering what kind of ghost role she has to play in that. And it's been a while since we've had an Alicia Silverstone centerpiece and showcase. Mm. I think I'm going to answer that, but... Doctor Sleep in Fabric and Black Christmas, the ones that are on the immediate horizon, I'm very, very interested to see, but I'll have my answer be uh, The Lodge for now. So In Fabric has the most upside, I would say. <laughs> well, yes, because it ha- makes no sense. <laughs> it's a haunted dress, and I'm really into that. I know you watched the, the guy's first movie, the director. Peter Strickland, movie. yeah, the Barbarian Sound Studio. It's He's a weird dude. He's a weird dude, <laughs> yeah. so I'm ready for a weird movie there. A Gretel and Hansel, I think... 
had my favorite trailer thus far. Really? It's not okay. A fabric. I would say Gretel and Hansel. I'm most excited for The Lodge because I'm not a huge Quiet Place 2 fan e- either. Right. Like, I know a lot of folks are like, you idiots. Yeah, I know. I'm turning you up I immediately know. because A Quiet Place 1 was great. And we liked The Quiet we Place did. 1. We didn't love it. I think it's going to be helped by being focused more on Emily Blunt than Krasinski there. Oh! <laughs> yeah, with the, the cartoon-like scream. <laughs> Come on. That's a big climax. Uh, sorry if that's a spoiler, but it's ridiculous. He screams at one point. <laughs> He screams, and it sounds exactly like what I just did. Uh, the Lodge is my pick as well. Oh, uh, good. All I, right. I love Riley Keough. In love with Riley Keough. <laughs> I think Alicia Silverstone, who I use, I was in love with. And yeah, right. Sure, well, we all were. Could play her mom. Okay. In this. Interesting. They kind of look alike. I just want her to be evil. I think it's time for Alicia Silverstone to go full heel. I think this might be the chance for it. This is the chance. Yeah. And our generation, that would play well with our generation. Batwoman, not so much. Exactly. Although that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been cool, yes. This is it. Right. All right. So we're both on the lodge. All right. I want you to rank your top three most anticipated horror movies for the rest of 2020. Okay. Now. So to give you the rest of that calendar. Again, this is what's on IMDb's schedule gotcha. at the moment. So that if there's other movies that we don't know about, this that's why, because it's not on the schedule yet. So we have the New Mutants mm-hmm. coming out on April 3rd, and this is supposed to be an X-Men horror movie. All of that should be in quotes. We have Candyman, the remake, coming out on June 12th. Yeah, Jordan Peele playing some role on that. I think it's a producer rule. Not positive. I'm into that. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2020 is coming out on July 10th, and you're not happy about this one. I've said a lot about it. But I'm kind of curious for it. I like the first two Ghostbusters. Monster Hunter is coming out on September 4th. Mila Jovovich, Paul W.S. Anderson of four Resident Evils and Event Yeah, how is this not just a Resident Evil movie? (laughs) I mean, they're burying the lead, aren't they? They made the same joke. I mean, come on, it's Mila Jovovich. I didn't know I did, but I stand by it now. You stand by it. Your brain goes in the same direction. You're also getting older, which means you repeat yourself. Losing it, yes. The Country 3 is coming out on September 11th. Don't need to say a lot about that. Everyone should be excited if you're a horror fan. All right. Again, I asked you to rank these because Halloween Kills comes out on October 16th. You could have listed just that, and that could be my one, two, and three right now. Okay. Well, (laughs) The Witches is going to be a movie by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Starring Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Chris Rock, and Stanley Tucci. Is that counter-programming for Halloween Kills? But it's coming out the same day. Was the first Witches movie a kids movie, do you think? I have no idea. I'm thinking of the Witches of each East Right, Witch. yeah. I'm thinking of The Craft. This was Angelica Houston. Like, they turn into mice, or they turn kids into mice. There's this cheese soup thing. Okay. I saw it as a kid. And it scared, it just creeped the shit out of me. Is it a kid's movie? That's what I'm asking. I don't know if it's like made for kids or if I was just seeing it and not supposed to see it. I had a bad babysitter or something. All right, we got to add that to our list. Angelica Houston's The Witches. Right. It's interesting that that's coming out the same day as Halloween, though. I don't understand that move. I wonder if it it is a kid's movie. If it's going to be for a kid's movie, yeah. Everybody can go see a Take the kids to the theater, throw them in the Witches Theater, you go see Halloween Kills. Nice. Halloween Kills! Listen, I'm obviously excited for it. I love it. It's one of my favorite movie franchises ever, et cetera, et cetera. The second movie in a trilogy mm-hmm. has a lot to prove, and I will keep saying this over and over. And so they're going to have to... I've already heard some things I'm a little weary about, but I trust David Gordon Green. I trust Danny McBride. I, I, I'm not overly thrilled with some stuff they're doing, but I think that's just intriguing me even more also. I mm-hmm. really do want to see it, just to see what they're doing, how they're going to pull it off. What is the setup for this big trilogy finale? Because we've never really had a Halloween trilogy. 
And with the 11 movies we've had, we haven't really had a, a beginning, middle, and end trilogy for I any think of them. Laurie Strode is done for. In the second one? Yeah. That, I think that would be such a mistake. Kill well, her in the third one if you just want. Structurally, I mean, she's uh, the mentor character, or is she the protagonist and the lead? we got to wait and see yeah, how that movie goes. I don't goes. want her to die yet. Or, uh, or her daughter. It's either her or her daughter. But yeah, well, I could see, yeah, I could see the daughter being, being done. I could absolutely if see that. If her daughter's done, and then. Okay, the granddaughters. The, the right, the one the that goes movie. forward, yeah. yeah. Uh, I could see it. But regardless, that's my number one most anticipated with, in a, with a bullet. I agree. Um, the New Mutants, I will believe that's ever coming out when it actually hits theaters. Because you want to talk about moving the release date around like we talked about for The Lodge. The New Mutants has supposed, it's been in the can for two years now almost. Arya Stark is going to look like season two. <laughs> season two Arya Stark. It's that from that long ago. She's going to look tidy. So I don't, maybe they'll just get, Disney will just get rid of it to like put it out there. Maybe they'll put it on the streaming service just to boot it out and get rid of it. I think they want to wipe their hands of the property altogether. So I'm not going, I'm not anticipating that because I don't believe we're ever actually going to see it um i'm not a fan of the ghostbusters jordan peele's involvement in Candyman, yes that's another one that's probably my number two very very excited for that and by default the conjuring 3 has to be one of the top three if you're a horror fan you have to be excited for the conjuring 3 so i loved the first two conjurings so that's going to be my number two Con mm -hmm. conjuring 3 and then i'm going to say ghostbusters 2020 you're a bigger fan of the ip i think they've been funny in the past yeah you know, and I, I think they, they're a lot of fun. I would love a Rick Moranis cameo. That is the cameo I want. Good the point. Most. Yeah. Can he come out of retirement and uh, give us? <laughs> he something? hasn't been doing much. He's really been laying law. I remember. Retired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's living the good life. Good for him. He's being a dad, raising his kids. I mean, he's so good in uh, Little Shop of Horrors that I just he's great in everything. He's great good in Little Giants. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Call it Little Something. Little Ghostbusters. They'll uh, be there. All right. So we got our top threes there. Let's uh, talk about this year though in horror movies. The best horror movie you've seen thus far in 2019 this we have is such a messed up question jordan peele's us yes we have pet cemetery the remake sometimes dead is better annabelle comes home which sometimes we doll is better thought that was solid <laughs> <laughs> midsummer Ariadne's king of the film. dad jokes yeah ready or not mm -hmm. which was solid and joker so that's what messed me up when i saw you include a joker in this best horror movie we've seen in 2019 what is the point of a horror movie michael to horrify you. Is it to, is it to make you uncomfortable and uneasy? Because if that's the point of a horror movie, Joker may be the best horror movie I've seen in a while. Uh, I would disagree based on another movie in this category. And Midsommar. I mean... You, Midsommar you, put you more on unease than Joker did? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I would like a relation. Maybe you've... you've Maybe you've given up on love. <laughs> yeah, well, I have. Absolutely. So that's where we're at. You've given up on love. I still want to be in a relationship at some point. I just saw that movie and I was like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I get it. And Is everybody not experiencing this in a relationship? <laughs> so Midsommar freaked me the hell out more than it did you. It, it, that freaked me out the most. Is that what a horror movie is supposed to do? Or is it like the highest enjoyment of a horror movie or like the most fun you had at the theater? So the most fun I had at the theater was Us. Probably true for me. If you're going to talk about most disturbing and uncomfortable, though, I'll, I'll stand by Joker. Joker was a great horror movie for what it was, and it certainly had the horror tone. So I think so that's what I was going Joker for. Lately. I, yeah. I, raised, I raised Joker some points, too, since our rewatch. I haven't seen it again, but just thinking about it. Yeah, it sticks I want to like Joker right, exactly. more. I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. I was a big fan of Ready or Not the first time. That's, that's it's a fun. really fun movie. Yeah. I want to see that again. Us, I think scene to scene is the best movie. 
But I think composition-wise, it might be Midsommar, which is another movie I've bumped up and I want to see again really bad. The The highest grade for me is Us, so I'm going to have to choose Us here. Mm. But I want to say, like, best horror movie is Midsommar. I've seen some uh, murmuring, too, a little reboot and momentum for Florence Pugh based off that movie just because she's having such a hot 2019. Shouldn't she, yeah. shouldn't she, she get Oscar buzz? Yeah, I mean, she was great in that, no question. No, no question. question. And, of course, Lupita. I mean, we she's still my number one on the year. I don't understand why she's fallen off. I, I'd like to see. Uh, hopefully Universal's going to give that a repush. Maybe they'll re-release the, the film as well. But that, that deserves more credo than it's gotten, I think, as well. I agree. Horror movie you're most ashamed of missing thus far in 2019. Okay. So I got a list for you yes. and a list for me. Mike One, you have Crawl, Ma, Child's Play, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and The Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Also, Mike, I have Haunt, Climax, The Perfection, Villains, and One Cut of the Dead. Okay, the way I'll answer this, I meant to give this guy a shout-out in MMO Weekly when I was running down the 87 horror movies I watched (laughs) this past weekend, but (laughs) Foundflix, he doesn't need me to promote him. F-L-I-X on YouTube. He's got over a million subscribers, but he does a great job. He's basically a horror movie channel, recaps all these horror movies, gives you, uh, he's got a How It Ended series, which just is, it's a great summary. So I watched the the Ma, How It Ended. I watched the Scary Stories Telling the Dark, How It Ended. Wouldn't do it for me. I'm not missing anything. Crawl, it's absurd. <laughs> it's just, I have no interest in seeing Crawl. It's I'm sorry. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, That's my highest grade. Well, my second highest grade in that list. You've seen Go Child's on. Play. I want to see Child's Play. Just because I want to see the new adaptation of Chucky. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm most ashamed of missing The Lighthouse, which mm-hmm. I still do want to get to. And if that's considered a horror movie, I do really want to see it. Okay, that's a correct answer. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what am I most ashamed of yes. missing here, Mike? I think I'm legitimately scared to watch Climax and The Perfection. I was going to say, I don't think you're ashamed of missing Climax because you just don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I've been burned by Gaspar Noe before. Right. Many, several times. Every movie I've watched. Gaspar knows. I just... They just get You fear me. him, is I what you're saying. Him. Yeah, I do fear him, and The Perfection is supposed to be just... Bleh! They're going to cut off arms. I saw that one in Found Flicks as well. It's bizarre. I am afraid to watch it. I've almost watched it like a hundred times. Yeah. I don't, I, I'll be honest. I don't think you're missing much if you don't watch it. The number one movie on the best movies of the year so far, ranked by Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. is One Cut of the Dead. Oh, wow. That's number one? Number one. Holy Christ. Highest ranked. Wow. I, guess, I don't know what it, if they're using some kind of statistical formula there. If it's just one person's opinion, I forget what article that was. Interesting. I want to see it. It's on Shudder now. We were both talking about you can get it for like 380 something a if month. If you're listening to this on October 31st for Halloween, if you go and order Shudder before midnight Pacific time tonight, so 3 a.m. Yeah. Eastern, you can get it for like under $40 for the year. And I think that's a great deal, and I might actually be signed up by the time you hear this. I might I might do it, too, yeah. because I did, like, the 10-day for Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah, yeah. I like that movie. I saw that was on there. And I, I didn't keep it up because I didn't see enough that I needed to see again. It's it's, it's touchy, right? It's like, uh, I, I, there's, like, one or two films I really want to see, but I don't know if it's, eh, but eh, three bucks a month, I might do it. Three bucks a month is, is not, yeah. not bad. So, all right, so One Cut of the Dead is going to be my movie. I got to see, I think. The I think you're right there, yours. too, as well. I, I I think we both answered that correctly. I'm going to rationalize not <laughs> having to be afraid of climax. I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I've made this joke in the past, but it's not a joke anymore. I'm going to clockwork orange you and just have you sit and watch <laughs> climax with your eyes peeled open. Uh, <laughs> no. Mike, 
2019 kids movie that would work much better as a horror film. And this is inspired, of course, by Daniel Kaluuya having just uh, reprising the Barney property. He's going to make a movie about that. We said it would work better as a horror movie. The 2020 category, yes. yes. All right, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Abominable. That's probably easiest. (laughs) I think that has been. That started as a horror movie. Right. Dumbo. Which might have also been a horror movie based on what you tell me. The Kid Who Would Be King, which did have horror elements. He just gets beheaded immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Dora and the Lost City of Gold. That's another good one. I mean, are you seeing that monkey or is it just a a fever dream of hers? Uh, Detective Pikachu has to be the answer. And it basically was a horror movie for the kid that's found Pikachu, right? It kind of is, because he's missing his father, and it's, you know, he's got all these nefarious forces. Walking around, and these little monsters just come to life and start talking to you like they're human beings, but they have all these supernatural powers. And they're possessed by this, like, gas cloud <laughs> that everybody's throwing out there, and just, they're turning into, you know, like, crazed animals. Exactly. Really. That's horrifying. I don't want to live in that reality. If they leaned into that horror, it might have been really good. <laughs> they could have a horror property. I would love to see the dark Pikachu movie, or the dark Pokemon movie in general i would absolutely sign up for that i think dumbo was in fact a horror movie but yeah you're right (laughs) detective pikachu is the correct answer there uh if this 2019 oscar contender turned into a zombie movie in the third act you would be most happy michael what a category parasite yes turned into a zombie movie yes third act instead of the third act we got the Irishman. We have no proof that Joe, Pe- Joe Pesci isn't reanimated from they the They might be undead. They're close. They're old. <laughs> Sorry, yes. We could get low-hanging fruit. They're the and greatest it's... actors ever. They get it. It's a terrible joke. Old balls hang very low. <laughs> so, all right, so Christ. The Irishman as a third-act zombie movie. Hey, Marty, no one would see it coming. That would be hilarious. That would be the greatest comic value. It'd be something he hasn't done yet in his historic career. Tarantino, Scorsese (laughs) levels of bloodbath, but full-blown zombies. Straight-up zombies. (laughs) Ray Romano getting torn apart from the inside. (laughs) (laughs) The two popes. That would be pretty funny, too. Uh, uh, well, uh, there's no proof that the Catholic Church isn't run by a zombie right now, I guess. <laughs> right after the the one pope dies, the other pope's like, only one pope now. Just eats its brains. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage story. <laughs> it's going to turn me into a zombie when if, I finally see it. That's true. Yeah. But if they're going to get back together right at the moment, they're going to get back together. <laughs> like Scarlett Johansson leans in for a kiss and the camera pants to Adam Driver and he's just got, like, his jaw falls off. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. And, of course, Little Women, which uh, I think should be a zombie franchise at some point. That they should would... do Little Women and Zombies. <laughs> They did Pride, Pride and Prejudice, Pride and, Prejudice and, and Zombies. Yeah, Little Women and Zombies. Um, Parasite would have made it far more enjoyable. Oh, God. Uh, Here we go. That's the hill I'm going to die on. You're dying on that hill. I, that ending. God smited you the other day with your foot because you didn't like Parasite. <laughs> Look, the la- I'm right about this, by the way. The last 25 minutes of Parasite are just wholly unrealistic. Only person in America so far. If there's anybody else out care. there who hated Parasite, let Mike know. You will become best it friends. It is the definition. I'm trying to get you friends. You it is me? the definition of a movie that is fine. Oh it is God. fine. Do you answer the question? Parasite. Can we get into the question? <laughs> All right. I, I would say The Irishman. That, I think, I think you're also proper. Especially if De Niro just like halfway through just started losing limbs, mm. but he still had to be this mafia hitman. That would be funny. That would be funny. All right. Zombie categories starting okay. now. That was my transitional category. Now, we're going to start with funniest zombie movie. Mm-hmm. 
We have Zombieland. Naturally. Shaun of the Dead. Fido. I don't think I've ever seen Fido. That's kind of funny. All we right. have Dead Snow, Nazi Zombies. The Return <laughs> of the Living Dead movies, 85. I think the other was 88. Okay. Two. Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead. I'm including this here. i never seen it. Mm-hmm. I probably got to see that. Or Reanimated. Mm. You have a funny story about Dead Snow. Your brother, who I lived with, yeah. told me a funny story about coming home one day and seeing you and your younger brother watching this Nazi zombie in the snow movie. Yeah, so this is going back. I'm fresh out of college. Uh, and John comes home, and me and Daniel, my youngest yes. brother, like, who was, was very young at the time. 11 or 12. Right. He's 11 or 12, and we just thought it was hilarious because there's just like this big operatic dance music thing in the middle of that movie. Is there? Where they fight these these zombies. It's my favorite part in like o- almost all zombie movies. Like the, the end of Twenty Eight Days Later, the middle of Dead Snow, that climactic fight. Love those two scenes. There's a so dance much. number in Dead Snow. It's not a dance number, but it's a big. It's a it's a great song. Oh, all right, <laughs> it's a great song. Nobody's dancing. They're killing zombies. Right. Okay. But it's a lot of fun. It's a battle scene. They're killing Nazi zombies, and I think John walked in on that. So yeah, it's not a funny story. Eric, or it's a weird story. Well, it's I didn't know Dead Snow existed. I didn't know there was a Nazi zombie snow-driven movie at the time. It's not great. So him describing it's, kind it's of like, fun. what are you talking Everything about? Everything other than the big battles is bad. It's not a good movie, is right. it? All but right. But the, the big battle makes it decent. But did you laugh a lot during it? No. At the no? big battle, I was just like, <laughs> which was a politician's way of you know getting out of the presidential right. race <laughs> a while back. Um, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, uh, Shaun of the Dead is the answer for me. Easily. Shaun of the Dead is the correct answer. I was let down by Reanimator. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think I've ever actually seen it. I gotta see Dead Alive. You gotta see Reanimator. Yeah. The Return of the Living Dead movies are kind of cute. They're kind of fun. I didn't mind I them. them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they were that. I didn't find them that those. funny. But they were Zombieland right. is legitimately funny. I like Zombieland but a lot. Shaun of the Dead yeah. is funnier. Shaun of the Dead might be like the perfect horror comedy if it's, if you want a movie that's more comedy than horror. Fido's funny too. I, I you gotta see. Fido. Yeah, I gotta see it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next category is best zombie movie of the last ten years. Mm. We got Zombieland and Zombieland Double Tap. Mm-hmm. We got Train to Busan. I need to see that. The Crazies. I love that movie. The Girl with All the Gifts. I thought it was underrated. It's better than I don't know. It's okay. Okay. Glenn Close. Overlord. Some people like it. You liked it more than I. <laughs> Hilarious movie. And some people really like Anna the and the, and the Apocalypse. Yeah, we talked about that one a lot, and then we kind of backed off because the scores weren't great out the shoot, but you're right. I've seen a lot of people talking highly about it individually. One Cut for the Dead, I know, is a movie that I wanted to see for this episode. Mm. I, I couldn't see it, like I mentioned. So those movies, Mike. I have a big affinity for the crazies. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Timothy Oliphant fan, and I like that they try to overreach in that plot too. Not make it make it more than just a zombie movie. Yeah. There's stuff going on in the background that they're trying to tie in. I don't think it gets all the way there, but it's a very charming movie, and it's one I try to watch routinely every October. I've seen it this year already. Mm-hmm. Um, would you go the Crazies or would you go Train to Busan? I'm debating the two of them right now. I think. I enjoyed the movie-going experience for The Crazies. Right. I saw that in theaters. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's a really good movie. Right. Really good horror movie. Is it technically zombies, though? That's the other question. It's Crazies. 
So I guess on the technicality, I gotta go train. You're going train to Busan, yeah, because that makes that's sense. just a, a zombie purist, fast zombies. It, that's a it's a good movie. There's stuff I hate about the ending of Train to Busan. Oh really? However, it still it surpasses that. I mean, the movie's good. I was gonna say I don't think I've I've ever heard anyone speak ill about Train to Busan. They just seem to think think it's just a really solid horror movie. Really, you're solid. saying you don't like the ending though? I think that, that's interesting. It's well, the plot is a bit contrived, as all plots are. Sure. And there's kind of a you know a zombie apocalypse that makes it a father daughter story. All right. But they're using the zombie apocalypse to make it a father daughter story. Well, you know, and the therefore old, it is being shoehorned. Yeah. The old adage: nothing brings a father and daughter closer than the undead. That's true. It comes from somewhere, you know. It has to. All right, zombie movie character you would most like to see have a heart to heart with season. three. Two to five, Carol from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yep. And then die immediately. <laughs> immediately. She, she was on a string there. There was like a season where whoever, she whoever you're talking to gets eaten immediately. Was like the la- at the end of that episode were, was dying. Is the kid from the King and King Art King Arthur's Court on this? Because I would really oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> that kid was kind of fun. But all right, listen. Jesse Eisenberg can be a little annoying at times in Zombie Land because he can be a little annoying. At He's times. a know-it-all. He's annoying-er, that's not a word, Yeah. in Double Tap. Okay. Because he's just like, when did you want to marry me? The whole movie. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, I he's don't want right. that. Yeah, I know. He's all right. But it's funny when he's he's going with Middle Ditch and stuff. But. What if what if we have Jesse Eisenberg from The Social Network in this role? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I want, well, I have a category coming up. Okay, for, all right. For more of those answers. <laughs> Wyatt Russell and Overlord. Just saying that line over. I would love, yeah, like Carol's giving him like all this life advice, and his response is just repeatedly, "What's it like to feel? (laughs) What is it like to feel the blood of eternity? Oh my god!" Greatest discourse in any movie of last year. Here's your Oscar that we've had the most back and forth on. All right, so Wyatt Russell and Overlord, Mm -hmm. Dylan Moran, he plays the annoying David and Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) Okay. I think that's a good answer. That is there. a good one. Quentin Tarantino in Planet Terror. He's a jerk in Planet Terror. He's a jerk in every movie he's put himself in. He's the worst. <laughs> All of the non-Bill Murray slash Tilda Swinton <laughs> characters in this year's Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die. This is cathartic for you because you were very let down by this. I was so let down by that. <laughs> so you just, this is just you saying you want this movie to be dead. <laughs> I hated most of the characters. Right. Bill Murray was amusing a few moments of the movie and then Tilda Swinton's character that should have been the whole movie oh, right. I got you okay albino samurai ninja alien she should have been let's the movie. make her a bit character yeah, right let's, what are they right. doing yeah it's the most the, the dumbest thing I ever seen and oh, I'm just so mad at that remember movie. when that had Oscar buzz for like 10 minutes like Adam Driver's in it right good in it and Bill Murray's good in it and so many characters are are playing roles that just should have been so much better you went on a little soliloquy here. This movie really hurt you. It did. Yeah. Guess what other movie really hurt <laughs> Yeah, go me? ahead. Again, this is a zombie movie you most like to see get ripped apart after having a heart-to-heart with Carol from The Walking Dead. <laughs> the entire cast of Warm Bodies from Warm Bodies. That was not a good movie. I don't understand why this isn't a category at the Oscars. <laughs> this might be a teen. If, like, if you grew up in this generation and you went on your like first date... To warm to bodies. Warm bodies. Maybe you like yeah. warm bodies. I went on a first date to Cabin in the Woods once. Hmm. That was a choice I made. <laughs> was there a second date? Uh, yeah, actually, there was. Oh, good. Yeah, so she's yeah. the right kind of girl for you. Well, I don't know about that, well, seeing as I'm single with you now. <laughs> 
seeing you and I have to talk to each other so often. All right, so what's the answer? Wyatt, oh, Wyatt from the Overlord. Of course that's the answer. That would be the funniest delivery. And that would be Sam Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. Just this big over-the-top conversation and diatribe and dialogue and then dead. Mike, you're making a zombie movie about World War II. You've got an asshole in the <laughs> right. movie. He's an asshole for the whole movie. And they didn't capitalize right. on this. A, a total missed opportunity. I demand an Overlord sequel just to write that wrong. So I think the Dylan Moran character, uh, I'm satisfied about that character in Shaun of the Dead. It's so specific that you included him that that had to be your answer. Same with Tarantino. <laughs> Like the same with a lot of these characters, so I'm gonna say Wyatt Russell and agree with you there. Oh wow! All right, I really thought you were gonna go Dylan Moran there. Okay, so Oscar movie character from 2018, mm-hmm. you'd most want to see ripped apart by zombies. Oh, here we go. Okay, Freddie Mercury's dad in Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> good words, good deeds. Oh! <laughs> good words, good deeds. One arm. Listen, this is gonna get heavy. Topher Grace is David Duke for Black Klansman. Oh, that could be very, uh, like, realistic. The Tom Clancy blowhard character at the writer's party from Can You Ever Forgive Me. That's an interesting pick. All right. It's a good character. Mm. Willem Dafoe as Vincent Van Gogh from At Eternity's Gate. We could only be so lucky. (laughs) And most of the white people from If Beale Street Could Talk. (laughs) This is a good character. Uh, I think most of the white people just in general should be an answer here, but... uh, (laughs) It's got to be David Duke, doesn't it? Like, I, it does. I, yeah, right? Like he's James. That's the correct answer. If but he like, gets torn apart by a zombie, who's feeling weepy for him? Right. That's the correct answer. Right. The worst character, though, is Freddie Mercury's dad in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, or Vincent Van Gogh there from yeah, <laughs> Vincent Van Defoe. The, the movie, what a terrible movie. The movie you would want to stop earliest by the main character getting ripped apart by zombies would be Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, can you ever forgive me at Eternity's Gate if Beale Street could talk or Black Klansman? It's at Eternity's Gate. Yes, okay. absolutely. We agree on that. Okay. Best movie of the... We're getting serious here. Best movie of the George A. Romero oh, wow. Night of the Living Dead All series, right. Michael. We Very have good. the original from uh, 1968, Night of the Living Dead. Sure. We have Dawn of the Dead in the Mall in 1978. Mm-hmm. We have Day of the Dead with the Army Guys in the Bunker in 1985. We have Land of the Dead... The, the series is, uh, you know, basically re- not rebooted, but it, we're given an extra installment. Sure. Dennis Hopper is the rule of the feudal new order. It's, it's a really good movie, I thought. Is that the John Leguizamo one? I don't remember. I didn't write I'll that. I'll look it up. Keep going. We have Diary of the Dead. This is like Dorm of the Dead, basically. It's mm-hmm. a found footage movie with college kids. And then we have Survival of the Dead, which I think is like an island-to-island AWOL National Guardsman movie in 2009. Have they beaten a dead horse with the Of the Dead series? Are they done <laughs> with Of the Dead, do you They think? make Dead Horse of the Dead. Dead Horse of the Dead? And just the guy <laughs> kicking it? Yeah. Dead of the Dead. If it's about like... You know, undead brought back to life by an ancient burial ground. Or right, right. I, I they would could say that beat too. It to, yeah. Um, it is the John Leguizamo one, by the way. The 2005, okay. the uh, the Land of the Dead. Look, I know the proper answer is Night of the Living Dead, the original Romero one, because well, of that. How it. much that, that yeah. Bit. 
The best my, story is Night of the Living Dead. Sure, right. And it, it had the most cultural impact and it's been the most historically revered. Right. My, I had a lot of attachment to Land of the Dead from 2005. The oh, Dennis cool. Hopper, John Leguizamo one. I've always been attracted to it. I don't know why. I know it's not a great movie. It's not great, but it was solid, right? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It so, made me want to watch and it made them want to make the next two films. Right. So that would be my answer. It did well at the box office. My answer is Dawn of the Dead in the Mall. That's like one of my favorites. That's probably my favorite. Well, I gotta check that out. That's a great movie. I don't know that I've ever actually seen that. I know I've seen part of it, but I don't know that I've ever actually watched the I whole thing. I remember enjoying that a yeah? lot. More, Seven. though, than Night of the Living Dead, because you got all the tropes. I like the ending of Night of the Living Dead the most. Right, of course. But I like the experience of Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Dawn of the Dead may not get enough credit, too. I didn't realize 70. It came out 78. That's the same year, obviously. Halloween got, got its mark, right. even though Halloween didn't gain notoriety until, like, a year later. I'm a fan. But big year for horror in 78. Big huh? year yeah. for horror. Big year for horror. Best new zombie series of the last 35 years. Wow. wow. Zombieland 1 and Double Tap. Mm-hmm. Dead Snow and <laughs> Dead Snow 2 Red and Dead. Are you picking that? Be honest. No. Okay. <laughs> Resident Evils. I can't pick that, so we're good. The, the Record series, and there's four of them. Solid. We, we've liked them. Yeah. 28 days later and 28 weeks later, we make it a 28 months later. That's been, been rumored for a while. For a while. Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. I have to see these. And the Return of the Living Dead series. I've seen the first two, 85 and 88. I don't think I've seen 93, but there's a cool girl in the photo with like huge talons for hands or something. Oh, really? I got to see that one. All right. I. So I'm going to say record. Okay. But here's my caveat hmm. I get record and VHS confused a lot in my head so what i'm thinking is record for one of them may actually be like vhs2 record's got some great endings and even the bad movies that are like trashed by rotten tomatoes like they're fun like yeah. there's a, a zombie wedding there's like the right. wedding you know overrun by zombies <laughs> right. which was awesome right and it's just wacky like and it's real it's creepy like they do a good job yes. with the horror aesthetic um i think again the artistic correct answer is probably 28 days and 28 weeks later I have never been a fan of either of those. I like the first one. Yeah, I, I they just neither of them did it for me. I really love the music at the end of the first movie. Okay, I, that, that just just dry, that scene at the end of the first movie is so darn good. Yeah, uh, so I mean that's the one of the better movies in this list. I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. I, it just didn't do it for me. Record one. I think movie to movie, you might be right. The record series is the best. It's high quality for especially for horror. I, I like you may quarantine. have just uh, you may have just. Uh, I was saying on MMO Weekly, I need a horror series to get through for the next two days because I always do. And I was going to do The Omen, but I may do the record series. Well, re- report back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I think the, move, the movies I like the most, yeah. I had the best time at, were Zombieland 1 and Double Tap, though. I mean, that's my they're, honest. They're hi- yeah, and they're well done. They're highly polished. There's yeah. A-listers all up and down the card. And for fuck's sake, Bill Murray's got, like, the greatest cameo in movie history <laughs> in the first one. Yeah, so, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Best acting career since starring in a somewhat recent hit zombie movie. Oh, God. These are good categories, Mike. Cillian Murphy and Naomi Harris since 28 Days Later. Solid. Nicholas Holt since Warm Bodies. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone since Zombieland. And people forget. I mean, that was one of her first yeah, kind of breakthroughs. Sure. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost from Shaun of the Dead. So that's your category. I have a friend. <clears throat> who mentioned to me that um, she was hanging out with a band way back, like 06. Mm -hmm. And the lead singer was dating Emma Stone at the time. No way. Like a pre-zombie land Emma Stone. Mm -hmm. So she would like hang out with her at these concerts and and that she was actually in the midst, I think, of 
either filming Zombieland or just in the pre-production of Zombieland so right before she took off. Yeah, everybody loved her in Easy A, and I gotta get her filmography up here. But you're right, she didn't do enough. Right. But you're right, she did Superbad and The House Bunny, The Rocker, all before Zombieland. Zombieland she does, and I'm sorry, Easy A came out afterwards. Yeah. And then you have Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, she becomes like royalty. And then she becomes an Oscar. This won't shock anyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Soon after Zombieland, she's not with the singer anymore. (laughs) Um, So that's my little uh, little sixth degree of attachment there. It's an interesting breakdown, right? Um, I don't think Nicholas Holt has a chance. (laughs) I respect him. I like him a lot as an actor. I don't think his resume can match up to the other ones here. Here's the thing. Like, he did the X-Men movies. Right. And the X-Men movies have made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then he's like... He flies under the radar. He does. He's good in The Favorite. Yeah, he's like a supporting role in a lot of quality stuff. Wasn't he in like six movies in the last two years that were Oscar movies? definitely getting his reps, but... Emma Stone's also been in a lot of Oscar movies as the lead, would be my counter-argument. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost kind of peaked with the Carnetto trilogy. That's the but they made a lot, like, what, what is success here? Are we talking, like, Oscar noms and wins? Or are we talking, like, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have done, they've basically built their own brand. They've done a, co- a lot of cool stuff. Right. Simon Pegg has done the Mission Impossibles. Yes, yeah, Trek's. he's gone totally so mainstream I, I should, as well. He's gone mainstream. Cillian Murphy's always had a good career. I forget how early in his in his filmography Twenty Eight Days Later is. Pausing again now. <laughs> okay, so Twenty Eight Days Later was Cillian Murphy's big break. That okay. was it. And then he's gone on. Girl with a pearl. Yeah, yeah. Cold Mountain. And he is totally Dunkirk a couple of years ago. He was a big role. Yeah, his so. career's off the charts after that. Man, I, he's got a great career, Mike. Look at this. He's in all of the Nolan stuff, a lot of Danny Boyle movies, and, and Neil Jordan loves him. Sato, yeah, he's definitely made his name attaching himself to some wildly talented director. He's wildly talented in and of himself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like he's playing the Scarecrow role in the Batman movies and being in Dunkirk the uh, last couple of years. Peaky Blinders. That's true, too. Yeah, Peaky Blinders big role. This is there. tougher. It is tough. The answer is Emma Stone. So uh, yeah, your, right, right. Who's your number two, then? Is it Naomi Harris, Moonlight, Cillian Murphy for, with his career? God, Nicholas Naomi Harris Holt. is great, too. Yeah, I mean, and she's going to start to really blow up now. So if, it, or if it's the combination of the two, I think it's got to be 28 Days Later. Okay. If we're talking Because if Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are one, then Naomi Harris and... Killian Murphy, I think, should be considered. I, I, so I, I think, think that's what we're number two. I agree. We worked together on that answer. Good. We figured that out. forever. <laughs> we're old fogies, and we can't remember who's in what. All right. Best international zombie film. We have pick any of the records. Okay. Train to Busan. One of the Dead. It's, it's overrated. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's not great. Dead Snow. Mm-hmm. The Canadian film Pontypool and Get At Us. We got to watch one cut of the dead. It's supposedly one of the best movies of the year. I have to watch that. You got to watch it. It's got to be on the list. I loved, loved Pontypool. Loved Pontypool. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's I love the and this is why I loved Await Further Instructions too, which I just went on to brag about in MMO Weekly. Any movie where it's like forced isolation, where you don't really know what the hell's going on outside. Like our podcast. (laughs) I love it. Like, it's such a game. What do you do? Everything you do is a risk, and everything's going to have wicked consequences comparing for the rest of the movie. Pontypool is basically that for 90 minutes, two hours. I love it. He's just doing his own radio show for who? For anybody? For nobody? Right. It's it's like a wild, out in the middle of nowhere radio locale. He keeps going to the guy for like traffic and weather updates, and the guy's like, 
just losing his mind and eventually just dies. <laughs> so if you want to know, folks, if you want to know the two movies that most encapsulate the reality of the Mike, Mike, and Oscar podcast, it's Pontypool and The Lighthouse, as we just said. And uh, Three Men and a Baby, yeah. Three Men and a Baby, very good. So, all right, so Pontypool is your answer. Yes. Wow, I'm surprised. Yes. I'm going to have to say Train to Busan is the best I have to see that. I, I want to yeah. see One Cut of the Dead the most, and Records are my favorite. I love Records, yeah. I, 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 don't talk to me the next 48 hours. Talk to me November 1st, Mike. <laughs> I'm going to be busy. <laughs> Best classic zombie movie remake. Okay. We have Dawn of the Dead. Solid. The Crazies. Love it. Evil Dead. Evil Dead we haven't put on this list. No, we have. No, we haven't. I've never seen the remake. And uh, the remake was one of those things I was like Pretty sure good. it was going to be terrible. And then the the, the numbers came I out. I liked it. I liked P- it. Everybody, it's got high numbers. Everybody loved it. They say it's a great horror movie. They say it's disgusting and scary. And I've just never gotten around to watching it. I have I to watch it. Evil Dead scare me. And I didn't put it on the list. They're freaky as shit. They're, They're definitely freaky. freaky. They're, and even the funny ones. Yeah, well, I was going to say, especially the first, because the first one's basically just a gorilla movie. And you know, the, it's yeah. low budget. It's gritty. It's it's handheld camera movements. Sam Raimi cutting his teeth yeah. there. I, I really like those movies. Quarantine. Love that one as well. Record. And then they did a Night of the Living Dead remake that I have not seen in 1990 with Tony Todd. So I'm interested in seeing I don't know that I've seen actually. that either. Um, Quarantine I watched actually as a follow-up date with the girl I went to go see uh, Cabin in the Woods with. Huh. Yeah. Now, um, was there a third date? Oh, yeah. No, we dated for a while. Yeah. Oh, she, okay. She's an ex-girlfriend of mine. But, oh. uh, yeah. She, she it was... Uh, it, I knew it picked well at the start there. But again, I'm with you here now, so it didn't really go all that great. Um, <laughs> tough co- tough category here. Dawn of the Dead was pretty cool. Really... I didn't like the way Quarantine ended. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cheesy. Yeah. It didn't end like the uh, record did. No. No, it didn't. Which was a mistake. Right. Uh, record had a great ending. Freaky as hell. Yeah, it was. I know. It was scary as shit, too. The Crazies is one of my favorite movies on this list. Evil Dead, it is a good movie. And Dawn of the Dead really, I think, changed the way we look at zombies along with 28 Days Later. Making fast zombie movies that were scary. Yeah. 2002, I think, in 2005 there. I think you'd give 28 Days Later more credit. Yeah, But you're Dawn of the right. Dead was a big hit. I'm trying to talk myself out of saying the crazies again, but I don't think I can. I think I'm going to say the crazies. I, yeah. I, I really have a, a great affinity for that movie. I love that movie, too. Yeah. That's my answer. So All if right. you can't pick that one, if that's the if if that's not a zombie movie, then I would say, oh, God, I would say Dawn of the Dead, I think. I would probably say Quarantine, even though I'm mad at the ending, but I do have to see Evil Dead. I have to see the remake. There so I, I hold my answer. All right. <laughs> Best fast zombie oh, There you go. Plays movie. right into it. Best fast zombie movie, 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead, 2005, Zombieland, Train to Busan, World War Z, those are the fastest zombies. Damn, they're smart. Record, and apparently Dead Alive is a fast zombie movie. Again, I haven't seen that one. I uh, I was impressed with what the zombies did in World War Z, even though they, I don't know why they would give it away like they did in the trailer. Yeah. They gave it away in the preview, but... That's scary. World War Z had... I appreciate smart zombies. I understand they're like brain dead, mm-hmm. literally by definition, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they can't like have any kind of cognizance or figure out anything. I think. Yeah. So I really liked... I appreciate what World War Z... I think that's what would be my answer. They want to make a World War Z too. Right. You know, Max Brooks, Mel Brooks' mm-hmm. son wrote the darn thing. No, right? no kidding. So, I mean, he, they, he's into all the Hollywood circles there. And Brad Pitt gets a bad rap for that movie. I thought he was great in it. 
I thought he was good in it, too. That movie has its issues, though. Sure. Yeah, I agree. So, I gotta see Dead Alive. To me, it's between three of them here. Train to Busan, Dawn of the Dead, and 28 Days Later. Some of the coolest action is probably Train to Busan. Busan. Mm-hmm. The scariest one is 28 Days Later for right. me. I saw that in theaters. Freaked me the hell out. Sure. Dawn of the Dead might be the most, most fun movie-watching experience of the three. The best movie is... Uh, <laughs> 28 days later i gotta go that is it's the blueprint trade to busan aggravated me with one plot this, point yeah. one plot point at the end and it's just uh, it is what it is i like the movie i give it like a b all day it's a high grade for me but 28 days later but it just bugged it just bugged the shit out of you at the ending there huh yeah all right i'm no gonna check it out zombie movie you think you could actually survive none <laughs> zombie land Evil Dead. No way. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Again. Well, maybe. Maybe. Because the zombies have a you know affinity for comedy. Right, exactly. The more the funnier you are, the higher your chances of staying alive. And Night of the Living Dead, the original. I don't want to say Little Monsters because both our answer is Little Monsters. Right. And the kindergartners would save us and we'd have to owe them our lives. Kindergartners survived that movie. So. <laughs> right. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, Shaun don't, of the, don't see that movie. Shaun of the Dead, only because <laughs> coming up with like putting zombie carcasses on you, if that's all it takes to fool them, you could live in that reality. Yeah, Evil Dead... I would no way. Uh, no way. No way. You're no way. trapped in a house with an evil speed. No way. Now, if you were hanging out with Woody Harrelson and Emma Stone in Zombieland, that seems like it's survivable. But they have poor decision making too. Like your yeah. group activating a theme park. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible idea during a zombie apocalypse. They do. They do have poor decision making. <laughs> they their group gets each other into trouble. Right. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know what my answer is. Shaun of the Dead probably seems good. Right. Because there's slow zombies. It makes vintage. the most sense, yeah. Like, just get away from everyone. Exactly. And you're probably okay. <sighs> yeah, that's probably the right yeah. answer. I, again, we're agreeing, but it is the right <laughs> answer. All right, so best zombie movie ever. All right. And you get to take this as your favorite, take this as the best, but here we go. Night of the Living Dead. Mm. Dawn of the Dead, pick one. Mm. Evil Dead, pick one. Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, the remake. 28 Days Later. Wow. Shaun of the Dead, Train to Busan, The Crazies. Pick anything we've discussed thus far, Michael. Your favorite or slash the best zombie movie So, ever. personal favorite is like, you know, something that, that just means a lot to me, even though I know it's not the best movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably between The Crazies or Shaun of the Dead for me. Yeah. I know they're not the greatest movies that are, like, listed here. Shaun of the Dead <laughs> is up there. It's critically acclaimed. I know The Crazies isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's probably one of those two. And gun to my head... Because I am just a horror junkie, I'd probably say the crazies. That would probably be my answer. That's cool, because you love that right. genre. You love all the movements it's making, and yeah. it's scary, and it's cool. And Timothy Oliphant saves the day. And he's cool, right? <laughs> yeah. He's a cool hero you can root for. Yeah. So that, all right. So I would agree the crazies would rank highly on my list. I love both Dawn of the Deads, I think, because I haven't rewatched them a hundred <laughs> times. It's been a while? All right. It's been a long while. I think I've seen the original twice in one week. And then I saw the, the remake a couple times. Okay. So it's been a while. I don't know if they're, they will hold up. I, I hope they would. 28 Days Later, really enjoyed that. It was very affecting. Shaun of the Dead is by far my favorite right. of these films. The best movie 
could be any one of these, but I'm going to say again, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I, I mean, I get the, the love, the artistic love for 28 Days Later. It just, I just have never been that guy that I just didn't. I was like, oh, okay. So they're British and getting chased by zombies. Wow. I get it. Wow, that was quite the deep dive into the zombie horror genre here. We got a few questions to wrap up and a few different genres. Domestic monsters, serial killers is going to be our first. And I think I wanted to just dabble in these genres okay. because, you know, the movies this year came out in them and we love them. Sure. And we promised too much last year. <laughs> and I could still do a deep dive in future years because yes. I'm not hitting on everything. Of course. This is just a glance, more of a preview of things to come in future scaries. Best acting performance in a domestic monster movie. We have Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Mm. Kathy Bates in Misery, Jodie Foster in The Silence wow, of the Lambs. This is no joke. These are like Oscar-nominated performances. And winning performances. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Jesus. Lambs. Charlize Theron in Monster, and Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Wow. <sighs> My God. How do you... <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is the most memorable. Right. But he's also got by far the least amount of screen time. The least. So are you measuring that apples to apples with like... I mean, Glenn Close is fucking off her. She's nuts for 90 minutes. And she makes us very afraid. Yeah. And she and she basically keeps that movie from being bad. I, I would agree with that as well. And from we hate Michael Douglas. We, we kind of root for her in a strange way. Yes, we do. <laughs> Michael Douglas deserved to die. She's like the MVP. Right. Let's just say. She's the most valuable person. But that's not to take anything away from I mean, Jodie Foster is... Magnificent. The only reason, half the reason anyway, Hannibal Lecter works so well is because right. Clarice is the guy there. We said how much the Joker works and how badly the Joker performance needed a Clarice. Those two, like, quote-unquote, grounded serial murderers, Charlize Theron and Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. those are great performances. Yeah, they are. They are. And she I, won, and, oh, God, this Kathy is Kathy Bates in Misery is awesome as well. I love that performance, so I. and I love that movie, and I love that book. Kathy Bates might be my favorite, <laughs> even though Anthony Hopkins, maybe I just studied it too much now that it's, you know, the novelty's wearing off so that I'm picking other things. But I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of got to go with one of the two from Silence of the Lambs in terms of best. I think you have to go with Anthony. It's like just legendary. Right. It's so, but it does, I don't think, it, I truly don't think it works without Clarice. So maybe like that, I'm talking myself into Jodie Foster, but I, I'm going to say Anthony Hopkins for now. The, those scenes together are some of the best in cinematic history, Greatest period. Greatest tete-a-tete scenes ever. Period. Yeah. They're awesome. My favorite is going to be Kathy Bates. I think the best is, you know, pick them, Anthony Hopkins right. or Jodie Foster. It's like The Godfather with... Yeah, yeah. You're picking De Niro, you're picking Brando, you're picking Pacino, yeah. How do you pick? All right. Killer who would kill you the surest. <laughs> so the person you're most dead against. Most dead. <laughs> okay. Hannibal Lecter in The sure. Silence of the Lambs. Definitely. Anthony Perkins in Psycho. I have, again, a, lot, I have a lot to eat, too. These me. killers are going to kill you. They want to kill right. you. Right. So if they wanted to kill you, you're like, I'm not a scream queen, whatever. No, <laughs> no, they want to kill you in this hypothetical situation. Anthony Perkins in Psycho and Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs to recap. Kathy Bates in Misery. At least I've made it in that scenario. I have one fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Voldemort in Seven. Yes. <laughs> Didn't think you were going with that movie, all right? But it's, right, it's in the genre. It's a great movie in the genre. He may want to kill you in real life. Yeah. He may. Yeah. Leatherface. Oh, he wants to do something else to you. Oh, Leatherface. Oh, God, that's a the worst joke. <laughs> worst joke ever. It's terrible. a terrible joke. It's an evil joke. It's wrong. 
but I made it anyway. <laughs> Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's just he, evil. Yeah, he, he's going to kill you. Absolutely. Just the general public from the Purge. There's no way I survive Purge, right? I just don't. That just doesn't happen. You can't, like, barricade yourself up in a safe room? Where? <laughs> but I, I, people want to kill me, and they know where I am. They're getting to me, and I'm not defending myself. They, but And they do want to kill you. Right. In this. <laughs> right. So I'm dead. Reality. And then the jacked old man whose name I forget from Don't Breathe. <laughs> I could beat him. <laughs> if you can't see, I can beat you. You need just illumination of some sort. Right. Like cell right. phones nowadays. Yeah, give me one light and if, I'm good. If your battery is charged, you're okay. Right, exactly. He, I don't I don't fear him. Um, it's got to be the public. I, all these are one wow. person I have to I have to stay away from. Wow. The public is the public. I stay away from the public now. <laughs> So listen, I'm not in great shape, but I can outrun Leatherface. Just <laughs> you watch. think so? Oh, no question. He can't go very far. All right. You are a track coach. I'm you have studied coach. his, uh, I, I've his been running, I've been running every once a week. I've been running. I used to be a sprinter, so don't get on me. You're a track coach. You don't run. No, I used to be a sprinter. and All aged sprinters don't run anymore. Folks. Right. Get used to it. We, that's our mentality. We're basically throwers. All right. Anyway, Hannibal Lecter, if he really wants to kill me, I'm dead because he's gonna. Let's be. I mean, any of these, if they really wanted to, we're dead. We're not. I mean, except the blind guy. (laughs) Kathy Bates is gonna be a MMO before I go to sleep fantasy now. I'll be like, yeah, publishing my 25th. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I'm happy to go out at that point. Misery just needs to be rewritten. <laughs> hey, Kathy, Kathy, you want to you wanna take my other ankle? <laughs> <laughs> All right, can you give me something to bite on? <laughs> just add, adore me for eternity. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm, in for, I'm actually in for that. That's nothing but upside. <laughs> yeah, the jacked old man. Just give me a, a flashlight yeah, or a yeah. match. I'm okay. <laughs> give me a match. Okay, there's the door. Yeah. All right. Good. I'll see you later. <laughs> Like, throw something across the room so he thinks you're over there. You might be right, the public from the purge. I don't understand how you escape it. They would kill you. If they want you dead, you're dead. But if you have a safe room, like, are they breaking into your home? Like, it's just a... I'll tell you what, they have a better chance than, like, one person, than, like, one Hannibal Lecter breaking in. But if everybody is barricading themselves, and they're not going to waste time breaking into all of the doors... They're only breaking into some of the doors. You're saying they want to kill you, though. Oh, yeah. If they want, you know, you're I pissed them off. Right. I did something. Yeah. I said something on a podcast. It's a Kevin Spacey joke, (laughs) and it was evil. They want to kill me. So I'm dead. So you're right. It's the public from the perch. Good. I'm glad we agree. We agree again. (laughs) Well, we're talking our way through these, because these are harder than I imagined, Mm. and I imagined them. (laughs) Killer, you would be most confident in evading, and again, the premise is they want to kill you. Okay. The Hitcher, Mm -hmm. old man from Don't Breathe. Easily. Yeah, that's a good. Answer. I probably should have taken it out. It's e- I mean, that's the answer. Mrs. He's he's Mrs. got a big yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got a big uh, a big detriment to him. He does. Have if a- I throw something that makes a sound across the room, so right. I always have him turned around. In that movie, he locked them in. Yeah, but even still, great. I'm jumping on his back and choking him out. <laughs> I throw something across like that. The movie's unrealistic. The dog would give me problems. All right. Well. I literally live in the first house on the right, <laughs> so the last house on the left, I'm just not going that way. So I'm wondering if I would survive. But those I, those they, killers, they're too. Not, I mean, I could beat them up. Yeah, exactly. Like they're dweeby looking. Right, that's what I was going to say. They're kind of like scraggly and I can strong. beat up very few people. <laughs> I could beat them up, I right. think. But they, they gang up on you, you're in trouble. Right. All right, uh, Mrs. Bates from Psycho, mm. and then the Joker character. Joaquin Phoenix Joker character. He's not as imposing. No, he's not. 
physically, but he's 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 psychotic. Like you could you could be left to hit and he doesn't he takes pain fine. I don't think Jacked Old Man from Avatar and Don't Breathe is that easy to get away from. Give she me, had a hard time getting away from him. Give me a baseball bat or some blunt object and he's done. <laughs> he's done. Give me a baseball bat and a light and I got him. He's jacked though. Everyone, doesn't matter how jacked you are if I smash your kneecaps. <laughs> he's already dealing with one issue. Like, I'll fucking, I'll, do, I'll do this to his face so he thinks I'm up here and then that leaves his kneecaps wide open. If he, if he uh, is able to get over <laughs> his handicap, he might be able to get over the kneecaps. If he had sight, it'd be a totally different thing. I'm just saying yeah. he is going to be the most perseverant. Mike. I'm not losing to that guy. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's the answer. I tried yes. to give it a little more of a devil's advocacy, but I think it's... The... And how bad is that Jason Momoa show going to be on uh, Apple? I, ju- I don't even... Like, what is it? They're all blind, and they're having these huge wars. What are they... What's happening? We have to move on before I say right, something we have offensive. To yeah, no, we're, we're being offensive at the end of the horror movie podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Who would win in a serial killer battle royale? All right. Hannibal Lecter, Leatherface, Mrs. Bates, The Devil's Rejects, The Eyes from the Hills Who Have Eyes. Oh, God. I've never seen that movie. It's fucked up. And then any of these characters that are based on or are characters like Jack the Ripper from From Hell, Bundy, Dahmer, Gacy, Son of mm. Sam, Eileen Wernos, who's winning in that battle royale? Do the Devil's Rejects get to, in the Hills from Eyes, like the Hills Have Eyes group, do they get to, like, Team if up. one of them wins, they all win? Yeah. See that would be uh, like just thinking about professional wrestling, the the, the tag the, teams. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter is pretty like he would confuse people into joining his team. Mm, that's a good point. Like Leatherface would be employed by Hannibal Lecter. Mm. My, is my yeah? Case. No, you're probably right. And then he gets a turn on him at the very yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably. I think you talked me into it. I think it would be yeah. Hannibal Lecter makes a lot of sense. He would woo people over. I he would woo you the uh, the forlorn and the begotten <laughs> over to his side, and then turn on them. Like, if Son of Sam thinks a dog's giving him instructions, right. then, like, Hannibal Lecter giving him instructions, would that be it? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. all right. It's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And that's, he's at an advantage because right. he's super-duper smart. He's genius. He's the mastermind <laughs> of the group. All right. He's the opposite of the Jack Blind guy from Don't Breathe. So that's your preview <laughs> of future serial killer scaries categories. Let's... Th- Finish with Monsters of Biblical Proportions. These are exorcism movies, possession movies. Possessed little kids, possessed big kids. Exactly. The most believable movie about the devil. Most believable. Well, they're all based on a true story, Mike. Don't you know that? I don't believe any of them. Maybe maybe your answer is irrelevant in this category. All right. So The Exorcist, kind of believable. And they they go to great lengths to make it believable because of the whole psychology ward, etc. Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Set in the home, stays in the home, kind of believable. Stigmata, real life Getting things, the, the, you know, the marks of legend. Christ, yeah. It's an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby, Casual. that would be how it went down. Devil just sneaking in the middle of the night and banging you. That's how it's going to go down. That's probably how it would go down. <laughs> okay. And it's just your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> or your husband. Everybody <laughs> in your life just happens to be part of the same satanic cult. The witch. Now that could be believable to that age. Of, well, it uh, does make you fear goats. Pioneers. Oh, goats are terrible, <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Like, I'm legitimately afraid of giant black goats. Right. So that makes sense. And then The Blair Witch Project, which is a scary movie to watch and be a part of. And we've what? and it might just be a really hairy lady in the woods who is just crazy. And, and so believability there, I'm like afraid of that one. 
the most, I think. I think it's, well, to me, it's the most believable because it actually happened. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't really have any special effects or anything. What are you talking about? Well, that actually? Like, like, they don't have, like, the Exorcist had, like, special effects, and you have to believe that would. Okay. The, the yeah, Wire Witch, they saw, you saw it actually happen as, right. as it supposedly possession went down. Wow. So. We're dating ourselves with this episode, <laughs> but I, I think you're right. So, I mean, to me, that's the most believable. I think the best screenplay of this group is The Exorcist. but yeah, I, By far. Or maybe yeah. Rosemary's Baby. They're both very yeah. believable. Ah, uh, The Exorcist. The Blair Roman Polanski. Yeah, the Bl- the Blair Witch Project, though, I think. Uh, is yeah, the I think we, you, it's the most believable to us. You saw it, yeah. Because we saw it when we were believing things as teenagers. When we had and let me tell you, back in that day, everybody thought that was an actual thing. Like yeah. everybody thought it was really found footage at first. I was I was listening to an audiobook about that year, nineteen ninety nine, in mm-hmm. film, and they were talking about how the ask- actors basically were not allowed to do any sworn to secrecy. Yeah, they, they couldn't tour. do anything for it. It was amazing. It was a genius marketing point. Genius. Which demonic haunting or possession could you ignore the longest? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You got to be able to ignore it. Right. The Shining? (laughs) I don't think you can ignore that. (laughs) I think it just forces its way in. Pet Cemetery. You could ignore Pet Cemetery. Just turn your back on the pets and just right. let them out. If you like, if the dog that you killed comes back in your front door, you just slowly close the door in his face. The Amityville Horror, you just stay upstairs. <laughs> I think that'd be tough to ignore, though. The Exorcist, like, she's just going to do her thing. Yeah, she just don't just open the door. You can have your head That's spin. the devil's room. We don't, that's our honey's. It's cold over there. <laughs> it's Bring a sweater. Here, right. Honey, you want soup? Your mother sucks cock in hell. Okay. <laughs> Drag me to hell. Uh, again, tough to avoid. Tough to avoid. <laughs> Seems like demons are kind of grabbing you there. Throughout, yes, yeah. <laughs> I would agree. The Annabelles. Seems very easy to avoid. Right, you just don't pick up the pieces of paper. Don't go, you like, oh, your name's Lorraine Warren, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> the Nun. Uh, tough to avoid. If you're in that circumstance, you're hunting for the yeah, Nun. Yeah, but would I be in an ancient church in the middle like of the somebody's woods. presenting you with the opportunity to go hunt right. for the nun and you're just like no thank you like <laughs> uh, they ha- like happened in the movie okay fair fair like you got to seek these things out all right fine the conjurings if you're stuck in those seem pretty invasive of Boy, those. exactly yeah if you're in that house you're fucked yeah all right and then hereditary <laughs> well there's some things about hereditary that are avoidable there's some things that aren't like, if your mother's going to go down that path, you're pretty screwed. You're pretty screwed. <laughs> right. With Hereditary. <laughs> right. So but what it, did we say? We said there was, like, oh, The Exorcist and Amityville Horror. Pet Cemetery, and too. And Annabelle. Could, yeah. And you could... There's a, there's a fair number I think you can get away with. So like, The Exorcist, four. you have a whole room in your house. You're not allowed to go in anymore. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Right. You did a lot to get and that she house. could get violent. I mean, right. she probably will. Um, right, so, Amityville Horror, you can't go into the basement. Right. Another... Pet cemetery, you gotta hope the pets leave. Mm-hmm. Or you just, just don't acknowledge them. Yeah. They're gonna hurt other people. Sure. Annabelle is probably the answer. You could avoid the Warrens. <laughs> I mean, you could just not go near them. Annabelle won. Right. Yeah. But then again, she might sick cults on you. Like she's formidable. And she's very close to us, so I feel like if I don't if I don't give her credit. She's very close yeah, to she'll us. Like, send, it wouldn't be a hard. We could drive. Right, right. And staring at I changed my answer. Annabelle's the most difficult to avoid. (laughs) Pet cemetery. We just got to hope. Exactly. Yeah. Just hope and to bother somebody we don't know. 
All right. Yeah. That's terribly irresponsible. <laughs> but it's the correct answer. All right. Which demonic haunting or possession would kill you the quickest, a.k.a. which would you be the act one, scene one, death? Okay. In which movie? The Shining. Which movie are you going to be the prologue in? The Shining. If you stumbled on the Overlook Hotel. I don't think that's a prologue. Uh, yeah, no, you could, you could survive the, the first act of The Shining. Okay. Pet Cemetery. All you have to do is not go on a busy road. That's true. Right. The Amityville Horror. That's a slow burn. Yeah, it is. It's a regular house at first. The Exorcist. Again, slow burn. Yeah. yeah. But Pazuzu might be... So if it's The Exorcist 2... Maybe he attaches himself to you. All right, so here's the answers now. We're okay. coming on the answers. Drag Me to Hell. That'd be tough. Annabelle. Yep. The Nun. Conjurings, they all have that formula where somebody's dying in the first scene. Yeah. Sinister, Suspiria, Hereditary, somebody's dying. The answer's Suspiria. Because if I'm a ballerina going to a famous school, <laughs> uh, I'm dead already. <laughs> and then if I go home, clearly I don't belong in that school. So, so the demon's going to take out the person that least belongs there. So in your warped brain... <laughs> You're saying that the, you're the least talented of these hypothetical ballerinas, so you should die the first. Correct. It's <laughs> really funny. All right, so Suspiria is your answer. Though I am surprisingly light on my feet. My answer <laughs> is probably, if I'm stuck in that situation, drag me to hell. I'm done. Drag me to hell is really tough to avoid. It's really It's tough. really, if they, if they want you... I was involved, like I had internships in the mortgage industry, industry too. Oh, yeah, right. So she's got a reason. The you one had to did. say no. To, yeah, there you go. I would say no yeah. to those teeth anywhere. And you'd, be, you'd be looking in your rearview mirror once, you're like, gone. She's not trustworthy. She's untrustworthy. You show up looking like the witch in Snow White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are all great points. You're not getting them alone. <laughs> Your debt ratio's got to be all out of whack. You're not getting a loan. Ma'am, you haven't paid anything on the house in 30 years. Ma'am, do you own currency that isn't... <laughs> These are wooden nickels. <laughs> wow. All right, so we have our answers. The drag me to hell and you pick to what was it again? I... I, I you would I, die in scene one of Suspiria. Okay. Suspiria, yes. <laughs> you would be the worst ballerina. Open the window, see those red eyes, and just like open my arms and I'm all right, take me. You're right, I don't belong here. This is a lot of fun today. Last category. Yes. We've had a lot of fun with this one. Which Oscar winning actor or actress from the last two years since we've been covering the movie mm-hmm. world was most li- likely actually possessed by a demonic force? Yes. Most likely. Mm-hmm. We can't know. Rami Malik <laughs> playing Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali. In uh, Green Book, mm. Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk. We have Gary Oldman playing Winston Churchill yeah. in Darkest Hour, Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards, Francis McDormand in Three Billboards, Alice and Janney and I, Tanya. If you had to guess, if you had one of those paranormal investigator, whatever gizmos, yeah, which would it beep loudest? Which would beep for? loudest? Um, I'm. Tony Collette's lucky that this is only Oscar winners because well, the answer is clearly her. Very true. Allison Janney said some pretty awful things that would make me think she might that character might have been yeah. had a demon attached. Sam to Rockwell her. too, though. Sam Rockwell too. I feel like Allison Janney was more blunt with less comeuppance. Good point. As a demon might 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 do. The audacity of Francis McDormand, though. Yeah, I thought about that too. Yeah. Gary Oldman went off the reservation. They covered that with jowls. Yes, makeup. they did. 
Rami Malek had the most to do, no question about Certainly. it. Certainly. Like, the most to do. Physically, the most to do. I, uh, Mahershala was just like, it was just a good person. But my answer, and I think this is the correct answer, is Olivia Coleman in the film. Oh, really? Okay. Like, she is possessed. And she had vulnerability to be possessed. That's true. That is very true. Her life was so tragic. And so was Frances McDormand. Hmm. I think it's one of the last two Best Actress winners. Okay. I can't begrudge if you pick McDormand. I, and Janie, too. I'm picking so, Janie. I'm right. going with Janie. Yeah, Janie was fucked up. Yeah, she was just awful. But Olivia <laughs> Coleman was messed up and she showed it. There Olivia no Coleman definitely played the character that would be certainly most susceptible to possession. Yes. I think there's no doubt there. I agree with that assessment. The devil had his way in. Right. Olivia exactly. Coleman. And no she point. put on some scary faces. Yeah, I could definitely see it. So my, my answer is Olivia Coleman. Your answer is, is Allison Janney. Mike, this was a lot of fun. I love the scaries. Uh, great job by you coming up with the categories and, and the uh, nominees, as they all are. Uh, for all of you out there, we certainly hope you have a happy Halloween. Yes. Be safe out there. Uh, go get your candy. Go check it. Uh, make sure nobody slipped you anything like an edible. Uh, or maybe just, you know, if it is an edible, take it and see you have a better Halloween. Who knows? It, yeah. <laughs> Guys, as always, want to know your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns about anything we covered here in the scaries and anything else we do here in the MMO Empire. You can reach out to us and leave us those at Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook. Facebook, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram, MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com, and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts, including and especially Apple Podcasts. So if you own an iPhone, just use Apple Podcasts or still use iTunes if you would be so kind as to go into your podcast app, that little purple square with a scary sticking straight mm -hmm. out, out of it. Uh, tap on that, type in Mike, Mike, and Oscar, and submit into the search bar. You'll see the opportunity to tap on our cartoon faces. We will still be in our Halloween costumes. Uh, tap on that, scroll down once, you'll see the opportunity to leave us five stars if you can be so kind as to do that it would take you literally half as long to do that as it did for me to describe it just now yeah. in painful painful detail I, michael i became possessed by the devil <laughs> while you were giving that explanation oh the devil of boredom <laughs> michael uh what is coming next from mmo and what are some words of wisdom well, the words of wisdom is this whole episode because these were wise choices <laughs> that's actually very true yeah and this was fun this is just life advice basically yes yeah. and we're correct and i think we worked through a lot of these <laughs> answers together yeah it was a bonding experience. I'm very yes. happy for it. So yeah, I think you all, you should all do the same with your friends. Take these categories. Good have point. fun with it. You know, listen to us, then pause it, then listen to us. Maybe that is something. And if you come to different scientific conclusions, yeah, let us know, know those. Yeah, yeah for we'll sure. read them on the absolutely air, on the MMOW. We got a space to read those absolutely. answers on our shows. So we do two weekly shows uh, in terms of news and and movie world recap. Uh, each and every seven day period we got MMOW we got Oscar Race Checkpoint one is more focused on awards we cover the heck out of you know horror movies and MMOW just like the last few weeks we got a lot of Oscar movies to review we're going to review sure Jojo Rabbit we think Harriet Knives Out is going to be a horror adjacent property that will hit at the end of November but we got Ford v Ferrari A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood The Irishman Marriage Story etc etc we got guests coming on famous guests coming on for some of the shows we've got an mmo interview scheduled that's just going to be an interview on something really cool and yeah some, someone who's you know been a big part of our movie watching live sure so much going on mike i could talk forever about our upcoming schedule because we have scheduled it forever we have huge <laughs> google documents with all these you know great people coming on our show and and all these things on the schedule right now hopefully you know we can keep to it and uh thank you all for listening because this was a lot of fun yeah uh great summary of words there michael good job uh, closing once, this up even a blind squirrel <laughs> finds a nut once in a while but I, even I a blind man can keep three teenagers from escaping <laughs>
Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Guys, when reality sucks, you can come watch all these scary movies with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar, trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness and trying to make spooky season a little more fun. Be safe tonight if you're going trick-or-treating uh, and have some fun, and we will see you soon. See ya. Afraid of no game.